If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. Three stories today in this revolting roundup. First up is a piece published at Haretz.com, written by Josh Briner and Jack Corey. Hamas and Islamic Jihad-affiliated security prisoners are refusing to exit their cells in several prisons across Israel in protest of the decision to transfer an Islamic Jihad-affiliated female prisoner to solitary confinement in the Daman prison in northern Israel. According to the Israeli prison service, IPS, also known by the Hebrew acronym Shabbas, the prisoner who was sent to solitary confinement had attempted to set her cell on fire. In recent days, the tension between the security prisoners and the IPS has increased due to the transfer of prisoners alongside the growing tensions in the West Bank and East Jerusalem. Sources within the IPS say there is intelligence that leads them to believe that the security prisoners, a term used to describe Palestinians suspected of terror offenses, are planning to violate orders and hard prison personnel. The Palestinian Prisoner Society on Tuesday issued a statement saying, quote, the punitive actions taken in the demon prison will have consequences in all prisons. The situation is getting worse as of the measures taken by the fascist minister, Itamar ben Gvir. The Israeli government bears full responsibility for the situation and its consequences. Tuesday's escalations come after dozens of security prisoners from Ketziot, Ofer, and Megiddo prisons were transferred Saturday to solitary confinement after they celebrated the deadly shooting attack outside a synagogue in East Jerusalem. The inmates in two cells in Megiddo prison found out about the terror attack, which left seven dead and three injured on the news and promptly began celebrating. IPS officers arrived at the cells and evacuated 12 prisoners for solitary confinement, instigating riots that led to the punishment of 10 more Palestinians. Next up is a piece published at cbsnews.com. Activists outraged at the shooting death of a 36-year-old double amputee demanded justice and accountability Monday during a news conference. The Coalition for Community Control over the Police and the family of Anthony Lowe Jr., held the conference to bring awareness to Lowe's death. He was loved, Ella Kenyatta Gorham, a cousin, said as she sobbed. And it's sad how these police are getting away with killing our African-American people. Just getting away with it. He was in a wheelchair. What more could he do? What more could he do? Lowe's mother also spoke at the event, which was held outside the Huntington Park Police Department. They murdered my son in a wheelchair with no legs, said Mother Dorothy Lowe. They do need to do something about it. A spokesperson for the family said Lowe was in a wheelchair with both legs amputated at the knees. 
He was undergoing a mental health crisis when he was shot to death by Huntington Park Police Thursday, the spokesperson added. Police said they got a call that a man was stabbed by another man in a wheelchair. Officers said when they arrived on the scene, they found Lowe with a 12-inch butcher knife. In a statement, the department claimed they tried to taser Lowe twice, but to no avail. Huntington Park Police said that Lowe continued to threaten officers with a knife, prompting the fatal shooting. And I like to try to put this at the beginning of these types of articles, but content warning, this article contains statements made by the police who are notorious for lying. Lowe's family said he could not have been a threat because it was in a wheelchair and they need more answers from law enforcement. You guys knew your lives wasn't in danger, said Gorham. He's running on his limbs. How cold-hearted could they be? Gorham also said the family has heard very little from the department or the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, which is assisting in the investigation. We want justice for our whole family, said Sister Yatoya Toy. It is unclear if there is any body cam or dash cam video of the shooting. However, a nearby business has given authorities security footage of the shooting. And finally, for this episode, a piece published at CornwallLive.com. This written by Olivier Vergnault. Environmental campaigners have unveiled mock blue plaques to, quote, honor the MPs who voted against tougher laws on dumping raw sewage in our oceans. Members of Extinction Rebellion, surfers against sewage, local medical professionals, and concerned members of the public staged a series of protests in Cornwall over the issue of water quality. Spoof blue plaques were unveiled in St. Agnes, Truro, Paranporth, and Charlestown, as well as Bodmin, Camelford, Booty, and Wadebridge to highlight concerns over sewage discharges into the sea and rivers due to storm overflows. The gatherings were part of a National Day of Action, with those involved saying more needed to be done to prevent pollution incidents. Izzy Ross from Surfers Against Sewage, who was at the protests in St. Agnes, told the BBC, We had 700 reports this year of people getting ill from swimming. Over half of those reports were from excellent rated beaches as well. So we're calling for an end to all sewage pollution on our beaches by 2030. Dr. Colin Robinson, a local GP, unveiled the plaque in Charlestown with the name of St. Austell and Newquay MP, Steve Double on it who the protesters accused, like many other conservative MPs, of voting against an amendment to the law that would have required water companies to dump less sewage into our waterways and oceans and fine them if they do. He said this plaque highlights the government's continued failure to tighten environmental protection just when it's most needed and stop profit-grabbing by water companies. This is in spite of its own chief medical officer, Professor Chris Witte, pointing out in June last year on the government website that sewage in water is a growing public health problem, which is staggering when you remember that separating human waste from drinking water has been one of the major triumphs of public health in the previous 200 years. 
Only vaccination has had a bigger impact on preventing disease and improving public health. Before 26 August 2022, dumping sewage was basically illegal, except in exceptional circumstances. Now and until 2063, as opposed to the original date of 2027, it is not. How can that be? Members of Extinction Rebellion in North Cornwall said the plaques highlight the government's continued failure to tighten environmental regulations and stop profit-grabbing by water companies. The plaques read variations on the theme of Scott Mann, our Conservative MP, voted to allow raw sewage to be dumped into the River Camel, 20th October, 2021. A spokesperson for Extinction Rebellion North Cornwall said, We've watched in horror as our rivers and seas have become open sewers since October 2021, when the government voted down a proposal to stop water companies pumping waste directly into our rivers and seas. They justified this by claiming that the proposal was too expensive. These plaques shine a light on the government's failure to protect our waterways, the natural world, and all of us. Southwest Water SWW said it had been working hard to reduce such incidents. It added that in the last bathing season, it had, quote, reduced spills by 50% on the previous year, with the duration of those spills down by 75%. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at People Revolting. Keep revolting. And thanks for listening. If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on, the people are revolting. I think you just nailed it.